0: Excuse me! Taxi! Come on, what are you doing? This is the 77 WABC minicast. Good morrow, everybody. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm superstar Frank Moreno. Can we officially uncancel Kevin Spacey? As far as I'm concerned, Kevin Spacey, who's one of the greatest actors, not only alive, but of all time, has been totally vindicated in courtroom after courtroom, acquitted of sexual assault against four men. Anybody can get acquitted of sexual assault against one man. But acquitted against four different men after this uh, four-week trial. Well, Kevin Spacey is still... On the receiving end of a lot of guff, he was going to be featured in a, um, you know, on a stage in the UK, but a cinema there canceled its offer to host the premiere of a British film that he's in when it found out that he was in it. I mean, just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Well... He did get an opportunity to speak to an audience in Oxford, and he performed on stage for the first time since being cleared of sexual assault as part of a lecture about cancel culture. The 64-year-old actor was said to be deeply moved to be returning to the stage in the UK days after that West End Cinema Cancelled its offer to host the premiere of his film. He delivered a five-minute scene from Shakespeare's Timon of Athens during a lecture at the University of Oxford on Monday in memory of Sir Roger Scrutton, a philosopher who was cancelled as a government advisor after a hit job interview in the New Statesman. Douglas Murray, who is a conservative columnist who delivered the lecture invited Spacey to perform. He told the Times of London, it's about what happens when a society drops a person for no reason. It's something that has been on Kevin's mind as it was on Roger Scruton's mind. So I, I said I want him back on stage in the UK. Spacey was a former visiting professor at the university. And in his new film, Control, Spacey provides the voice of a mysterious man who remotely hijacks the self-driving car of the home secretary. When the Prince Charles Cinema found out he was in the film, it backtracked on screening the premiere, saying it was, quote, horrified. This fellow Douglas Murray, who calls himself an anti-woke campaigner and director of the Free Speech Union, he addressed the audience at the Theater at Oxford in memory of Scruton, who died in 2020 at the age of 75. He was sacked, which is what they call it out there, by the government after a journalist tweeted a truncated quote about Chinese people being a kind of replica of the next one. The magazine later apologized for misquoting him, and Scruton was reinstated as an advisor. Here's a little bit of Kevin Spacey on the subject of cancel culture. Thou tedious fool beast toad rogue 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 i am sick of this false world and will love it not there you have it there is kevin spacey so i am uh, i am pleased that he's performing again i'm looking forward to seeing this new movie he is an actor that i think is just Tops. Also on the cancel culture front, there are two other stories that have caught my attention that I wanted to bring to your attention. One, the British news outlet The Guardian says it will not renew cartoonist Steve Bell's contract after he submitted a cartoon depicting Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Bell said the cartoon, which shows Netanyahu preparing to operate on his own stomach with an outline of Gaza, was rejected by the outlet for evoking the anti-Semitic pound of flesh trope, a reference to the character Shylock in Shakespeare's Merchant of Venice. The character of Shylock is one of the best-known examples of literary anti-Semitism. It's been used for centuries to promote a racist depiction of Jews as greedy and obsessed with money. The cartoonist, Mr. Bell, said in a post on X that he submitted the cartoon last week and received an ominous phone call from the desk with the strangely cryptic message, Pound of Flesh. When Bell said he did not understand the message, he said he received this even more mysterious reply. Jewish bloke, pound of flesh, anti-Semitic trope. Bell told the BBC that accusation that the accusations made no sense to me, as there is no reference to that play, Merchant of Venice, in my cartoon, which shows Netanyahu poised to perform a surgical operation on himself while wearing boxing gloves, the catastrophic consequences of which are yet to be seen. He said it was inspired by an old cartoon of U.S. President Lyndon Johnson during the Vietnam War. A spokesperson for The Guardian told The Telegraph that it would not renew Bell's contract. This comes, obviously, as tensions are rising between pro-Palestinian groups and Israeli supporters, and authorities in some countries have been accused of cracking down on civil liberties in the name of diffusing communal tensions. In France, they have banned pro-Palestinian protests. And government officials in the U.K. are asking whether waving a Palestinian flag could be considered a criminal offense. On Tuesday, a surgeon working at a hospital in Gaza said uh, in a social media post that his family in the U.K. had been visited and harassed by British law enforcement after he had spoken with the BBC about the conditions in Gaza. Uh, I don't think this cartoon... Is anti-Semitic. You can agree or disagree with the sentiments that he's expressing here, but it really, it does look like you know, it does not look like it's supposed to be the Shylock from Merchant of Venice. So I do get concerned when you have heated incidents like this, meaning this Israel war, that a lot of the voices are against traditionally against cancel culture, they are always outspoken against cancel culture until someone who, on a cause they agree with, is canceling someone that they don't agree with. That's when I think it becomes even more important to stick with your principles. Uh, David Rubin, for instance, who's been a guest on this show who has always been a voice against cancel culture. In fact, that's what he said left it caused him to leave the left wing and join the right wing. He said the fact that France is banning these protests supporting the Palestinians, it gives him hope for western civilization. Now, you can't be against cancel culture until they cancel people that you don't agree with. If you're against cancel culture, you got to be against people getting canceled whether it's because of a false accusation of sexual misconduct or because they're drawing a cartoon or expressing an opinion you don't agree with. And the the last story I'll mention in our cancel culture troika was based on a column I read, an op-ed that I read in the New York Post on Sunday by Greg uh, Luklanoff, excuse me. Headline, How cancel culture not only silences, but also kills. He writes, and I'm reading directly from this New York Post op-ed, one of the strangest things about fighting cancel culture is the stubborn claim that it doesn't even exist. But 22 years of combating censorship on college campuses has shown me that cancel culture is very real and can even be deadly. He writes, my career began shortly after 9-11, often defending professors who said controversial things about the attacks. One of my first cases involved a conservative professor named Mike Adams. He had been targeted by the University of North Carolina at Wilmington after he challenged a student who claimed America had the attacks coming. My organization, the Nonpartisan Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression, would be called to defend Professor Adams many times over the years for his irreverent conservative advocacy.